Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. What's up, everybody? Happy Thursday to you. Look, we're in, we're in the home stretch of the afternoon here. I it, It's practically the weekend. I'd say just go home. Yeah. Just go on home. You, you made it. <laughs> go home and, yeah. you know, think about listening. your first concert that you ever went to because we, we were supposed to tweet that out. I, I think I, I forgot. We'll tweet that out. We, it ended the last segment. All this is on a teleprompter. It was written like three days ago. We're basically just reading the script. None of this is live, <laughs> by the way. We, we take this Tuesday of last week. <laughs> Everything is off the <laughs> well, But sure. we got to talking about well, this because, with us two. <laughs> because Blake Bishop dropped two bombshells. <laughs> One was he and his mom drove around listening to Willie Nelson. <laughs> On the road again, and yeah, and, and it's, it's, so if you're getting in the car, sit down because you made one. So so it's like, okay, well, what was your first concert? So mine was the Commodores. You know, don't judge the book by its cover. And Blame is like ah, Michael like, Jackson. It's Michael Jackson new edition. So, so you literally drop the King of Pop yeah. as your first concert, yeah. Michael Jackson. It was a long Market time Square Arena. Yeah, it was, so it might have been new edition. He might have been a second one. I don't know, but he he was in there, man. There's no more Market Square just, Arena, oh, right? It's, it's long gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah now that yeah. Conseco Fieldhouse or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, it's really nice. So you kind of go down when you go in it. You go down. That's really nice. I, I meant to tell you, I have broken into that place before. Remember, you I told broken you. Broken into that. It's in the Conseco Fieldhouse. Like, yeah. I've been in there when there wasn't a game. I know all about it. I've been oh, there. Yeah, it has the, all the Indiana history. Uh, I've seen some of that. It was kind of dark, though. I couldn't see everything great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've broken into there, too. Oh, my God. Man, yeah. I, I hope you're not teaching your son all these things. No, no. I mean, I just went <laughs> until someone just said, kidding. don't go there. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're, we're tweeting out, uh, what was your uh, first concert? Do you remember? We will tweet that out. Scott uh, weighs in on Twitter. Lonzo said, I knew this show was pre-recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Lonzo uh, on Zone TV chat. So Scott says, my first concert was the Jackson 5 when I was a kid Ooh. with my mom in 1971 or two. We sat behind Joe and Catherine and Randy and Janet, and they all signed our program. What about oh. Reby? Oh, I wonder where was that, was that at? Was that in, watch this, was that in Gary, Indiana? <laughs> I doubt that is where they were from. I've been to Gary, Indiana. I looked for them, but I didn't see any Jacksons. Oh, you, what, wait a minute. First of all, what were you doing in Gary, Indiana? I I live in, I lived in Indianapolis, only went to Gary, Indiana one time. Guess why I went there? I had to play in a, a high school football game. And Gary, uh, it was another Catholic high school, uh, Hammond. Hammond High. I don't even know if he still exists. And that was the only time I was in there, and I skedaddled up out of there right after that. <laughs> so, yeah. What were you there for? My friend's grandparents lived there. Oh, okay. And we got sent to their house one summer to, like, paint barns and stuff. Paint barn? That was a nice little drive there, Mickey. We drove that far <laughs> to work like dogs. I got shocked so bad at their house. I thought it stunted my growth. Or maybe it did. I'm not that tall. <laughs> I think it stunted my growth. You, you start doubting yourself right there while you're at the yeah, This is real time. It may have stunted my growth. I got shocked so bad you at their house. What Tell me this story. My teeth were sweating. <laughs> so, oh I'm God. getting hot. Oh my you know, gosh. my going to start thinking about that. When we turn the lights down, man, what the heck is going on I'm here? getting hot just thinking about sh- it. You got shot? Give me this they story. Oh, I know this, I'm going to fall out my chair. <laughs> they lived in this old sweat. farmhouse, like right outside of Gary. They had gone to the grocery store and shopped where the Jackson brothers carried out groceries. Like the older ones, Tito and Jackie, had carried out their groceries. So they knew the Jackson kids. Oh, okay. His, grand- his grandfather was the meanest old SOB he was so mean. Uh-huh. He was mean. And so 
He was like, y'all can stay in the basement. Well, the basement wasn't finished. It didn't have any rooms. And so we slept in the basement. It was just full of stuff. And in one corner was a shower, like in a prison. Wide open. (laughs) Wide open. So he's like, you can take a shower there. So I'm in this shower one day after we've been painting barns all day. And I start like, I start feeling like I'm on fire. And and I mean like. You don't know like what happened to you? It, like there's smoke coming. Like While you're in the shower? Yes. In the shower. In the water. Watch this. Maybe it was just too hot. No. No cool in the gang. It wasn't too hot. And so my eyeballs are like bulging out of my skull. And I look and I can see there was a water heater right next to the shower like five feet away. And it had exposed wires that were on the floor, and the water had run over to those wires. And so my friend, who was across the room, came and knocked me out of the current. So, because I was like, wait, 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 wait. you know what I'm worried about? Not about you get shot. Were you butt naked while he did all that? We was across the room. We made a sheet. Because they just threw us down there. I got, I got, I got, got, and he comes around the corner. I'm just roasting. So he throws me out of there. I still had to go paint another barn the next day. Oh, well, you had a you can shock a child in those days, and it was just fine. Yeah, well, you had a day to recover. You had twenty four hours. Well, I guess so. Oh, you got. Oh man. The only other time I got shocked like that was in Bay, Arkansas, at the Harvest Festival. I was playing a concert on a flatbed truck after a big rain, and I touched the microphone with my mouth while I was standing on a wet piece of metal on this trailer, and it lit me. Oh, oh man, that's where that. And then when you get H Town Mickey, that's when you get lit up. Hundred percent, it's that radioactivity from getting oh, shocked those two times. I've never been lit up like that. Oh my gosh! Would, oh, man, you were smart enough I, not I to paint barns survived. or play rural festivals. No, I was too busy doing the roofing or <laughs> corn to tasseling. <laughs> I saw a, a lot of corn spray, while I was up there uh, spraying hoes. You know, uh, you know where people's uh, poop goes. You did work at a poop factory, which when you originally told me that, I said, so you made poop Cause in a factory? And you were like, no, they processed poop. No, it's, it's the city of Muncie, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, that's where it goes. And then when they flush it out, I had to go in there with a hose with a hole like I was a fireman. And Hazmat. put on the hole. Yeah. And hose it out. Yeah, dude, you talking about rough. And in the meantime, in between time, I just was cutting grass. Was your friend like, hey, man, I know I can get you on. I'll get you a job. No, I wasn't no friend. No, I, I, I went and asked it. Uh, the coaches, they said, yep, you, they, you can work right here. Man, wasn't like watching a water hose or a sprinkler yeah. system. I mean, no. a power five job is, you know, watch no. a water hose. No, they wouldn't like Drive that. Drive by a car lot. No. Nah. You mm-hmm. had to shovel poop. Yeah, I really believe that ignited all my allergies. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say ignited your NFL career. No. You were like, I'm not going to do this no, that, no, that happened later. <laughs> that happened later. <laughs> 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 the real story on the ignite of the NFL career is after I'm it in the. Did it involve poop? No, it did not. It okay. did not. It, it involved uh, my ineptitude <laughs> working at uh, <laughs> Smith Barney after my rookie year. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna do this intern. I don't know if I'm gonna make this this NFL stuff. I don't know if it's gonna work, man." Meanwhile, I, I got to start like the last four games. I was like, man, you started? Yeah. Well, yeah, the last uh, four or five games, and I was like, oh, I still was like, I don't know. So I worked at Smith Barney, downtown H-Town. Like in a suit? Oh, yeah, every day. Yeah, for the whole offseason. You're blowing people's minds because they're like, you were an NFL player, you had another yeah. job. And guess what? Until I had to take that Series 7, and then I flicked it, <laughs> I flicked it like two times. I said, if I take this thing one more time, 
and I don't make it, I better ratchet my workout up. I, I mean, I better turn this thing up because this is not happening. I'm going to tackle everything that moves. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> so, There I say, the third time came and passed, and I did not pass. Oh, oh. It was like, oh, you one point away. I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm about to turn this thing up. Y'all about to know who I is up in here. Watch out, Haywood Jeffries. <laughs> <laughs> Although he got cut, didn't he? They cut everybody. <laughs> Haven't you made it? Well, that's what that's what I mean. they cut Bubba McDowell, so I was, I was definitely in there. But, oh. yeah, I was like, oh, this is rough sledding here, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> none of these guys got cut, but this is Jim White, not spotted. That we got we got to turn the boat around here. Uh, boat. Jim White. Mm-hmm. It takes a long time. Not spotted at Titans practice on Thursday. Uh, David Long again. Uh, we just just give up. David Long. I, I yesterday. What well, I take David Long. He's been out like five or six weeks or something crazy, right? He has. David Long uh, has played in a month. All we care about is Julio Jones. I'm watching you do a drill. Okay, now. okay. I have good news then. David. Okay, here's the bad news. David Long, Jack Rabbit, Tier Tart, Denique, Denique Autry didn't practice. Tommy Hudson returned to practice. Elijah Molden. He says also. So this is this is like the dessert. Moses is like a hip or something. Man. He returned. You, you, you know, VBs require hips. They put some of that um, atomic bomb on there. Oh man, then he got like he felt like he was electrocuted. You, <laughs> boy, that stuff there. Well, I put some of that on my inner thigh one time, and it oh. it, it it put some stuff. Oh, it, somebody some uh, like named Bruce areas. Matthews put one in my jock strap. Yeah, it was not nice. You talking about feel like you were lit? <laughs> Not the it? good guy. I said, "Damn, man, it, it sure feels like why am I on fire? What's going on, man? Jeez, this is <laughs> I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is this? He was hey, a prankster. You? That Bruce. yeah, he was. Uh, all right, this this is the good part. So this is like the dessert uh, here, part of the meal. Julio Jones, Racy McMath, Dane Cruikshank practiced again. Today they are still in that window where they can return, but they haven't fully returned yet. But they all practice, so that's 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 positive, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's the good part. Autry knee, uh, I'm not liking that. Limited, but he's limited. But no, no tart. Mm-mm. Long Jenkins. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, well, I guess that's why I said all we worry about is who we need a playmaker. The David Long thing. If he he's been out long enough that he could have been. So what is his act? He could have been right. He could have yeah hamstring. He could have been on IR. So does this tell you that each week they're like, okay, he's going to be ready. Yeah. Oh, no, he's not. You're almost right exactly what I was thinking. Maybe he tweaked it when he went back out there on his own, uh, maybe, you know, indoors doing his own little training that they take him through to see before they go into the field. And he maybe had a setback. I mean, that, th- these hamstrings are unpredictable. I- I'm telling you. That's why I- I'm not getting all pumped up about Julio Pratt. That's why I kept on saying, take it up, take it down. Because guess what? It doesn't matter. Can he finish the game? Yeah. Start and finish it. I mean, how many games did he start and finish? Like two? I don't even know. Wasn't enough. And, it's, you know, it's not as I'm sure he's frustrated. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he looks uh, he looks like Julio, though. Mm. Man. I just slow down. Don't run out of gas. I know you're getting all excited. Everything feeling good. He's into it, right, big fella? He's he's into it. Mm. We need you on Sunday, not on Thursday. There you go. I don't care about that big heavyweight ball you straight army. I wanted to be a person. Right. (laughs) And just do it with fully intact hammies. Uh, All right. uh, Ben McKee, as far as I know, both of his hamstrings are fully intact. Uh, Swain Event, VolQuest. 
Signing day's coming out. The bowl game's coming up. There's a lot to get to on the Vols front, and we will do it all next with our buddy, Ben McKee on Blade and Mickey. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone, the dulcet tones of, of Michael Jackson, the first concert of one Blaine Bishop. So we're joined now by Ben McKee. You know yeah, him from ben, yeah. everywhere, Swain event, VolQuest. So sometimes we go off the script, Ben, and we just start talking about something from life. And it came up today, it was not planned, what our first concert was. So we'll ask you, what was your first concert? Rucker. And it was a, a free concert. My my dad was in the Army, so it, it was a, a free concert down at Fort Stewart outside of Savannah. So I was a little bit late hitting the button. You say Darius Rucker? Yes, Darius Rucker. It's oh. a good one, though. Yeah, the price yeah, like was right on it, too. All right, Darius Rucker fan, Ben McKee's at Ben McKee 14. He joins <laughs> us now. So the Vols are bowling just right down the street from where Blaine and I sit right now in Nashville. Your thoughts on the Vols in the Music City Bowl? Yeah, I'm sure there's some Hootie and the Blowfish fans in that studio as well. But uh, I think it's a nice bowl for Tennessee. And at the end of the day, I just kind of think Tennessee should be thankful for where they're at considering where they were back in February and, and March and just how much uncertainty there was Going into the season and surrounding the Josh Heupel hire, I, I just think it was an ultra-successful first year for Josh Heupel to overcome all the off-season attrition and to be able to go out and get some key transfers and plug them in and, and find a, a plan to, to make them effective. And, and they just they did just that on both sides of the ball. Uh, they, they look like a totally different team from, from last year. And I thought that this team would be able to get to, to six wins or so. I I I wasn't buying the the three four wins or not making a bowl game and I realized Ole Miss ended up being what it ended up being and, and Pittsburgh went on to be ACC champs but Pittsburgh and, and Ole Miss I mean those those are close games and I anticipated those being fifty fifty games going into the season and then outside of the big three of Florida Georgia Alabama you had games on the schedule like a Missouri like a South Carolina. Obviously, Vanderbilt, um, that I thought Tennessee was ahead of, even with Eli Drinkwitz being in his second year, Shane Beamer also coming in. So I, I expected this team to get the six wins, but I didn't expect them to get the seven and potentially be playing for an eighth. So I, I know people would have preferred to go down to Florida because of the time of the year, but uh, I think the Music City Bowl is a really good bowl and, and one Tennessee fan should be happy with after one year, Josh Heupel, considering where the program was back in February and March. Well, I wanted to ask you this, and it's funny because you, you, you covered it really well. So Heupel, based on your preseason expectations, would you say met them or would you say exceeded them? I'd say exceeded them uh, just because I, I didn't think that he had much to work with. Mm. Uh, although I did think that they would find a way to get two six wins, I thought it was going to be a difficult path two six wins I, I thought it was going to be a really challenging road uh, just because the cupboard was so bare and it, it was the defensive side of the ball that that really helped them get to where they ended up being I, I did not expect the production of some of those football players on the defensive side of the ball Theo Jackson just an outstanding season and and I did not see that coming from him whatsoever 
Uh, Matthew Butler, uh, he was a name that we all knew going into the season, but even he exceeded expectations. Jaquan Blakely, uh, he, he Rodney Garner did tremendous work with him uh, at inside backer. I, I know that's still somewhat uh, of a sore spot for Tennessee's defense, but Jeremy Banks absolutely got better this season compared to where he was the, the last two years. And, you know, this is kind of his really first year playing linebacker full-time after playing running back and uh, dealing with some injuries and, um, you know, being in trouble as well and, and being away from the team at times. So, I mean, he's still kind of young within that linebacker position as well. And Aaron Beasley uh, didn't get much of an opportunity last year. Uh, you saw Alante Taylor take a step forward. So uh, that's just on the defensive side of the ball. You look on the offensive side of the ball, we know the, the story about Cedric Tillman and Bayless Jones. He wasn't getting the ball enough last season. Yeah. Uh, and turned into an absolute stud this year. The tight ends were actually used within the offense. I, I thought the starting five up front was was really solid. Uh, they made the decision to go with Joe Milton early, and injury kind of forced them to roll with Hendon Hooker, and that ended up working out perfectly fine. But uh, I just I didn't expect seven wins and a potential eighth win in a bowl game because of how bare the cupboard was. So he, he extremely overachieved in my opinion good stuff our guy ben mckee at ben mckee 14 on twitter swain event and uh vol quest you can find him in some good places hey ben uh completely agree with those things uh you know now they're in the bowl game i'm expecting a lot of fireworks with purdue who puts up a lot of points upset some highly ranked teams uh, and then played middle of the road in the big 10 uh, what do you expect out of this game yeah i, I expect it to be a high scoring game as well i, I can't remember the over uh off the top of my head or if if it's even been established, but I would take the over because I don't know that there's going to be a ton of defense in this game. I mean, on Tennessee's side of things, you already have Alante Taylor announcing that uh, he's not going to partake in the bowl game, and he is Tennessee's best DB outside of Theo Jackson, their best corner-specific player. Uh, and, and Warren Burrell's kind of been inconsistent. Kamal Haddon hasn't really gotten an opportunity just yet, so you don't know what's going to be there. And it looks like Purdue star wide receiver David Bell, uh, he, he may or may not play in the game. I, I know he has declared for the draft. I don't believe a decision on the bowl game has been made, but he's an absolute stud. And mm -hmm. yeah. hopefully for Tennessee's sake, he does not play because I, I don't know that I would like that matchup of David Bell going up against the secondary without Alante Taylor because I, I do think Tennessee's safeties struggled this year. And again, without Alante, I don't know that there's much at corner. Uh, so Purdue and, and – Aiden O'Connell at, at quarterback loves to sling it around, and that matchup would not favor Tennessee, uh, in my opinion. But then on the flip side of that, uh, Tennessee is obviously going to put up some points as well. And uh, George Carliff, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'll let you all do that for me. But uh, the big defensive end who's likely a, a first-round pick there for Purdue, kind of the same situation with David Bell. We don't know just yet whether he's going to sit out the bowl game or, or play in it, although he did declare for the draft. Uh, if Cade Mays can or cannot play because of the ankle injury that he's dealing with, uh, that could be a, a tough spot for Tennessee's offense. But I, I still expect Cedric Tillman and Valus Jones, Javante Payton, those two last names playing in their last college football game, I, I expect them to go out on top and, and really make some plays. So I, I expect it to be a high-scoring game, and fans should really get their, their money's worth in this one. Mm. Man, you know, you uh, all had uh, some all-SEC players, naturally. Uh, anybody you feel like uh, deserved it at whatever level, first, second, third team that got snubbed a little bit, even if it was honorable mention? Uh, I, I think the one that would pop into people's head 
is Hendon Hooker. And mm-hmm. just within the All-SEC teams, I mean, Hendon had a terrific year, but, I mean, you look at Matt Corral, arguably should have been a, a Heisman finalist. Uh, C.J. not C.J. Stroud, but uh, Bryce Young at Alabama, He's going to win the Heisman. So those two are obviously in, in front of him and were named the first team and second team quarterbacks here in the SEC. Uh, Stetson Bennett had a really good regular season. I think Will Rogers at Mississippi State was the, the third best quarterback in the SEC this season behind Bryce Young and Matt Corral. So Hendon Hooker kind of pops into your head, but then you start to do a little digging in, uh, particularly the, the three that had outstanding seasons of, of Will Rogers, Matt Corral, Bryce Young. Those guys deserve to be in front of Hendon. So um, that that one off the cuff, you, you kind of think that maybe Hendon was snubbed. But when you do do a little research, then then maybe not so much. But other than that, I mean, I, I think Bayless has been properly honored. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cade Mays, properly honored. Theo Jackson was all SEC second team after an outstanding season. I think it was very deserving, but that did kind of catch me by surprise. I, I didn't know if he had made waves uh, locally within the SEC or even nationally. So it was good to see him get that honor. I, I guess the one that you could really point to is Cedric Tillman. I, I think he has developed into one of the SEC's best receivers. But from a statistical standpoint, because he didn't really get going until October, there's some guys with some better statistics. So uh, I think everything's been been fair so far in terms of the guys who have received honors being uh, slotted where they should be. And I don't really see anybody being snubbed, but if you if you could pick out a snub or two, I, I guess it would be Hendon Hooker or Cedric Tillman. Mm, I, I love uh, well, the Hooker. It, it speaks for itself, you know, all the other quarterbacks. But the Tillman, I think Tillman just needs to have a conversation with Joe Milton on those passes he missed. He'd have the stats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not going to take that bait. <laughs> I, I guess I, uh, well, I want to talk about maybe who – I guess uh, laid an egg this year, if you want to call it that. I had a disappointing year, and you were a little surprised. First guy that comes to my mind is, is Hyatt, but, uh, you know, injuries were part of that. Yes, I, I, he would be my answer uh, off the top of my head, Jalen Hyatt. Uh, and I'd also throw Jimmy Calloway in, mm, in that yeah. conversation as well. I mean, those are two sophomore receivers this year that when they signed with Tennessee a year ago, they they were part of – four freshman receivers that T. Martin, uh, Jim Chaney, Jeremy Pruitt were really excited about. Uh, They they were also with Jimmy Holiday, who was still with the team, Uh, Malachi Weidman. He he ended up transferring to Jackson State, and I believe he actually had a a pretty good season for old Dion uh, this year, or Coach Prime, I should say. (laughs) Um, But, you know, those those four receivers were, were expected to do big things, and it has not panned out at all uh, this far and, and Jalen Hyatt really struggled I, I think he needs to get stronger uh, and I think he needs to be better from Sunday to Friday his preparation needs to be better and, and if he can nail that down then he he has the potential to be really really good uh, in this league and, and give him a chance to play at the next level and it's the same thing with Jimmy Callaway just both of those guys gotta gotta get it figured out off the field, and, and I'm more so speaking off the the game field. They they need to get to they need to get it figured out in in the film room, in, in, on the practice field, and develop really good habits there. And I think those two kind of have had a realization over the last couple of weeks that that they they need to make adjustments in in their preparation. And uh, 
specifically with Jalen Hyatt, I, I think that you you will see that. So those are definitely the first two that come to mind. And and how can you not throw in Joe Milton, right? I mean, he was kind of the talk of the summer after he committed to Tennessee and was especially the talk during fall camp, the, the big arm. He looks like Cam Newton. He can run around. And, I mean, he, he, he came out and he was a, a big disappointment uh, against Bowling Green. I know they won big, but um, – the difference in competition, you, you could tell that something was missing. And then you just mentioned the, the overthrows against Pittsburgh. And, man, and you look back on those overthrows and, and maybe Tennessee beats the ACC champs. So, uh, and, and it did look like he was progressing there for a minute when he came in late late October, early November in some mop-up duty and, and did look different, though you take it with a grain of salt because of the competition against South Alabama uh, and and it being late in the game. But then he comes out against Vanderbilt and just has a, a silly, silly fumble where he just looks like he's out there handling the ball like Allen Iverson and just uh, or handling it like Mike Vick. And Joe, you're not Mike Vick. You can't be loose with the ball in, in that manner. So uh, I'd throw Joe Milton into that conversation as well. Mm. Well, with Ben McKee, uh, co-host and producer of uh, the Swain event. All right, Ben. Clock is ticking towards early signing day. Uh, I'll I'll lead with this guy, Walter Nolan, and then and then the follow up question would just be. The targets who are kind of on the fence right now. Where are uh, where are we with those guys in Tennessee? Yeah, it's it's been an interesting recruitment for Walter Nolan, and uh, he was at Tennessee this past weekend, and I, I don't think it moved the needle a ton. Uh, it, he seems pretty pretty set on Texas A and M, and because of the whirlwind of of recruitment that it's been, I, I don't know that Tennessee is going to be losing a ton of sleep over losing him to Texas A&M. He, he's got the potential to be a really good football player, um, but I, I don't know how ready he is to to play from day one. So uh, Tennessee would like to have him, obviously, uh, but I also don't think that they're going to lose a ton of sleep over losing him to Texas A&M. Uh, so I, I, I don't see that one happening, him right. flipping as of today. It just doesn't seem like Tennessee's really been able to make any traction there and I think they've kind of moved on to other options um, and definitely are, are leaving the door open for Walter, but also making sure that they put in work with a guy like Jeffrey Mba. Uh, that is M apostrophe B-A for his last name. He is originally from the Congo. Uh, his mom lives in, in France. Um, and he was here this past weekend for an official visit and really enjoyed his time. Um, he It was believed to be down to Tennessee and Oregon, but with the change of Mario Cristobal going to Miami, uh, it looks like he's kind of refocused to Tennessee and Auburn. And I do think Tennessee is in a good spot there. Uh, and and then you get to talking about the, the transfer portal guys that aren't necessarily affected by the, the early signing period. But a guy like Zach Evans, uh, a former high-level four-star, five-star running back, uh, he is transferring from, from TCU and, and seems like Tennessee's in, in a decent spot there trying to battle that one out with Ole Miss, uh, Jared Verse is a transfer from Albany who had a really good season, yeah. uh, and, and he's been taking some visits uh, and might stop by Tennessee this weekend. He's been at Purdue. He's been at Syracuse. He's, he's going to go down to Florida State, uh, but Tennessee really liked his film. So those are a couple of transfers to watch out for. And in terms of high school guys, and, and I think Caleb Webb is a receiver out of, the, out of the state of Georgia that he's announcing tomorrow, and I think Tennessee really likes his game and, and would like to pair him up with a couple of other receivers that they already have in the boat that they are high on. And I think Tennessee's in a good spot 
with Caleb Webb. They've got a running back out of the state of Georgia thereafter, Justin Williams, down to Tennessee and Auburn in that one. I think Tennessee sits in a good spot there as well. There's a local, well, local in the sense of he's committed to Vanderbilt for you all, Darren Agu, but he's from North Georgia, Northeast Georgia. Tennessee's been trying to flip him. He He's originally from London, so hasn't played a ton of football in his high school career. But Rodney Garner, Tennessee's defensive line coach, really liked what he saw from him uh, during his senior season, and, and Tennessee's picked up the, the efforts there with him. He was here in Knoxville last weekend for an official visit and had a really good time. So I think there's a solid chance Tennessee could pull off that flip as well. So uh, those are the names kind of at the top of the board um, that, that Tennessee's waiting on decisions from as the early signing period set to begin next Wednesday. Ben McKee, our guest at Ben McKee 14 on Twitter. Uh, just on the way out, what kind of visit schedule? Who, do, who is going to uh, to be around this weekend for one final sales pitch? Do you know? Uh, yes, uh, Tyree West uh, is is a name that I, I did not mention that Tennessee's trying to, to get in it with. He's a, a big-time uh, defensive lineman from down in, in the state of Georgia uh, that that Tennessee would, would really like to, to, to firmly be in the conversation with. Uh, he's set to be here uh, on Friday. Uh, he's been down to Florida State, and there's some rumblings about him feeling uh, Florida State, but he he will be here this weekend, and, and that would be a, a big development if Tennessee could really make a move there because he could kind of be your Walter Nolan replacement, uh, so to speak. And then Jared Verse, uh, the defensive end from Albany that I spoke about, uh, if, if he makes it in this weekend, it would be Saturday, Sunday, uh, Zach Evans, I also spoke about him, the transfer running back from TCU. Uh, Jerry Mack and Alex Golish have been talking to him this week and ha- have been trying to get him to come on a visit uh, this weekend. And it sounds like a, a decision on whether to go to come to Tennessee this weekend uh, will be made here. Uh, at, it could have already been made today or uh, here shortly. They, they've been trying to make sure that they get him in for a visit this weekend. So uh, those are the headliners as of right now. Mm. Uh, speaking of the, the portal, the transfer portal, I call it the TP, what position <laughs> groups do you think they need to approach in the portal? That way you get immediate impact. Those guys, uh, you've seen them actual play. College every team. single position. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man, now you sound like a coach, Ben. Oh, every so, single I'm position. Being honest. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. I, I mean, really? Quarterback is, and surprisingly, quarterback being the most – most important position in all of sports. I mean, that's kind of the one. Assuming Hendon Hooker returns, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't think you need to go out and, and find a, a quarterback. Obviously, you may be stuck with just Hendon Hooker and, and Taven Jackson, who's an incoming freshman, uh, if Joe Milton decided to to leave. And, and that would be a unfortunate situation for Tennessee just to have a true freshman behind Hendon next year. But that's also kind of the current state of college football that we are in, but I mean, that's really the, the only position in terms of, of starters that, that you feel good about um, going into to next season. I, I think the running back position needs to be addressed after Tyon Evans decided to transfer. Uh, you have Javante Payton and um, Bayless Jones graduating and, and moving on. So Cedric Tillman's your only proven receiver coming back, and you can't have one proven receiver coming back. So I think you need to go out and add a dynamic playmaker at receiver. Um, Cade Mays, if he decides to leave, I think you need to go out and, and get a tackle. The tight end position is is set with Jacob Warren and Princeton Fant returning. So I would be kind of surprised if they added a tight end 
And that's just on offense. On defense, I truly think every level of the defense could add, could use an addition. Um, they need edge rushers. They need inside backers. They could use a corner. They could use a safety. And they've gone out and addressed these positions with their recruiting class, but they, they need some guys that can bridge the gap until these freshmen that they're bringing in are truly ready to contribute. So, outside of quarterback and, and tight end and kicker and punter, I mean, I think every position is potentially on watch as, as a transfer coming in. Well done there, Ben McKee. No doubt, Ben. Hey, man, thank you for the knowledge. Always great catching up with you, buddy. Tell, uh, tell old Swain we said hello. I definitely definitely will, and if I don't catch up with y'all, happy holidays. Same to you, you, buddy. At Ben McKee 14 on Twitter, you want to follow him, uh, listen to the Swain event, or uh, check him out on VolQuest with the VolQuest crew. We come back. If you are a college football fan, if you are a gamer, I have big news for you. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. This has been an interesting thing to watch. Um, with NIL. Oh, yeah. You knew this was coming back, but this oh. is from Brandon Marcello. Oh, somebody got caught doing too much. No, not that what? at all. More. Uh, and I, we got two young guys in the booth. What I'd be that's ve- what's hurting recruiting for Tennessee? I'm I'm just kidding. EA Sports is aiming to launch its new college football video game in the summer of 2023. That's the hope, says Corey Moss, CEO of Collegiate Licensing Company. So when this announcement got made, and there were all these people who said, no, 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 stop that, stop, stop, stop that, stop. (laughs) Because they announced they were going to bring the game back before all the NIL stuff, the deal started to become real. So a bunch of people just completely pitched a fit. And I said, here's the thing. You're not looking at ding-dongs. They're going to be able to make money. By the time they could develop this video game, it's not coming out tomorrow. It's like the people who gripe about Major League Baseball is no room for traffic. If if Nashville gets a a team today, it's going to be years before it ever plays a game here. Just sometimes you got to look ahead. So all these people just soiled their underduds because they were, stop that. It's a Blaine Bishop patented, stop that. Because by the time they developed the game, I knew that under that these guys were going to be able to make money again, or gals, whoever's in the game. So summer of 2023, the reason they made the announcement, and I said this at the time, they don't just wag their fingers and make a video game. It takes a while to develop everything. By the time they do that, everybody's going to be able to make money. That's exactly what's happening. Lucas, are you a big are you EA Sports college football guy? I, w- I always have been, like growing up, but right. I, I haven't been much of a gamer in in recent years. Really? Yeah. Joe Hunk know. is smiling. Now, Joe, Joe Hunk looks Joe, like he just won the lottery. Joe Hunk's a gamer. Hunk, Joe, are you pumped about this? Because summer of twenty twenty three, Joe Hunk is producer extraordinaire of three. Oh, HL. absolutely, I'm pumped. Oh, for absolutely. It. <laughs> oh, give it to you. Know, by the way, Gamer Zone tonight, nine o'clock on one hundred four I had a feeling that was tonight. There you go. Oh, you free, wow. No free shout outs, but absolutely Big free shout outs against Joe the Hunk. Jags. Oh, so, wow. so again. When this was announced, people lost their stuff about it. And what you didn't realize was they knew NIL was coming. And 
I was working at a college when they cut this thing off, and they said, we can't do it anymore, and they retroactively paid. So when you graduated, you got a check from EA Sports if you were in the game. So, like, if you were number 22 from Ball State during that time, and I know people know Blaine is 23, but you were 22 in college, right? Mm-hmm. So, 22, mm-hmm. you you would have gotten a check for every year you were in the game. Uh, I don't know if they would have Ball State on there. Well, I mean, they, well, they do now. I mean, <laughs> well, in the those days. be improved? Because <laughs> usually the graphics have always been just a huge departure from what the guy actually looks like. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I mean, they can't make it look like the guy because then, you know, you have to pay exactly, the guy yeah. if it looks like the guy. That was the whole... Like, they, they give dreads to players that most certainly never had dreads, right? Like, it's the same player, like stuff like that, different hairstyles, whatever. Well, it was like the Ed O'Bannon, you know, all, all this change came about from Ed O'Bannon because he said, you know, here's people playing a video game and I'm on it, but I don't get any money from this. I don't call me getting no money either. <laughs> was there? Well, there was. There was oh, an yeah. NFL. Yeah, Eddie oh, George yeah. was on the cover of it, of course. Yeah. You guys never got anything from that. Okay, Blaine Bishop versus. If you're a lawyer listening, he's looking around. I don't see any checks. Uh, I, I never, I never, yeah. You guys it, got just, nothing. Yeah, just like the checks, you know, they said that, uh, you know, Greg Williams was giving out, too. I didn't get any of those either. None of those for her. I, I was there. I was there. I was there. I don't know, man. I guess I didn't get any. You, know? you need to call Ed O'Bannon. You need to call Bart Durham or somebody. I, I think it went to the PA, and then somehow it just didn't get my way. <laughs> So were they not divvying that up to everybody? Now I'm not trying to sound know. dumb or naive, but you were know. in the game. How did you I not? How did that trickle down to you? I don't know. I think I think I got a, you know a, a small compensation that was nowhere near enough. It was pretty. <laughs> I small. think it was like eighty four dollars and twenty three cents. Okay, it was a lot more than that that the college <laughs> something, guys something got. Like it was yeah. something like that. All right, be on the lookout for a Blaine Bishop lawsuit against EA Sports. <laughs> no, you may you may end no, this thing. No. <laughs> You're a lawyer. No, Call six one five seven three seven one zero four five today. Uh, Ask for Blaine Bishop. Uh, it's all good though. You know, uh, people need to check out uh, great stuff from Ben McKee. Check out Mike Gennetti from Spot Track. A tons of good Titans information. Yeah. That will come out later. You will want to hear it. Uh, go and find the show wherever you consume your podcast. Yeah. And naturally, today is just an overcast day on Thursday. It is. But as always, Mickey, we have fun and we do what? We say happy Thursday and peace. peace.